On this episode, how one firm does fast design of retail environments and then digitally tests them with real customers. Uh, digital shoe displays that know what pair of Adidas you're looking at in the store and then tell you all about them. Plus, I take a tour of the hip urban redesign of a Toronto flagship of the Canadian casual chain Boston Pizza. All on this episode of Where We Buy, the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. My name is James Cook. I research retail and real estate for JLL. What happens when stores go stale, when they're no longer meeting the needs of the customer? How do retailers define their stores of the future? Well, they bring in outside experts. So I met up with Jean-Pierre J.P. Lacroix in Toronto when I was there in October. The offices of his firm, Shikatani Lacroix, are found on the site of a former turn-of-the-century rocking horse factory, just a few blocks from old Toronto. The firm sees itself as a designer of immersive experiences. We're an immersive design and branding firm located in Toronto with offices in Shanghai. We do work around the world. And what we do is uh, we create customer experiences that bridge physical and digital. And so we look at how does uh, the nexus between digital mobile apps, uh, digital signage, and online uh, interconnect with the physical, the retail environment, and how do those two elements work together at driving customer engagement and sales, ultimately. Fantastic. So we're standing in this area that's got all these different digital devices and displays. Um, maybe you could tell me about some of the different stuff we've got here and, and what you guys do with it. Okay, so uh, here uh, in front of us is uh, a digital um, a sports board uh, that we have for Boston Pizza. Boston Pizza is one of the largest restaurant chains in Canada. Actually, it's the number one restaurant chain in Canada. They're located also in Dallas uh, and also in Mexico. We did a new branch transformation, or I mean a retail transformation for them, and uh, part of that experience was uh, a digital signage uh, within the bar and the restaurant. And their whole theme is about sports and, and driving uh, the fan experience. And so uh, providing uh, updated uh, fan scores to the second uh, was a very important element. And we developed a, a platform where we pulled data from various sports sources and they are pushed right to the screen so the customers can see the different scores from the different teams from the different sports networks. These screens, would these be all over a Boston pizza restaurant? Yeah, so in the bar area, you'd have these two panels, and in the middle, uh, between the panels, you'd have a large screen playing soccer or football or baseball. But these screens would actually show, you know, for example, right now, uh, it's the Southwest Division, Washington, uh, this is um, NBA, Orlando Magic, Charlotte Hornets. It's giving us a, the live scores that happened last night or it could be happening at that moment as we watch the games. And then obviously in between that, we're promoting Boston Pizza's pizzas and their offerings. So we're bringing attention to, um, to the great choice you can have at Boston Pizza, both watching games and eating great food. Yeah, it's really smart. There's some great food uh, food uh, imagery that keeps yeah. popping up and just making me hungry for lunch. And you've got, uh, I saw a countdown to the next Raptors game. You got it. Yeah. Uh, well, we're big Raptors fans here. They're a great team, and uh, it'd be the same to go with hockey or, or Leafs and the Blue Jays. 
what we have next to this, this screen is uh, an Adidas um, golf um, shoe rack. In, in most retail networks, uh, as you know, providing product knowledge is hard. Uh, you know, it's hard for staff to know every product in the store. And so this digital and physical display uh, showcases four of their top-selling uh, golf shoes. And uh, as you lift the golf shoe, uh, the digital screen that's located above it actually features that given shoe. It's the features and benefits, uh, all the salient information that a salesperson would be sharing with that customer is actually being provided in a self-serve, self-navigated environment. Uh, but it's allowing consistency of delivery of very pertinent information why a customer would buy this shoe versus the other. If I pick up a particular shoe, yeah, the let's display... Go over, let's go do that. Okay, so I'm, picking, I'm going to pick up this white shoe. Well, you're seeing now a digital screen that pops up with the white shoe. Huh. And then it shows uh, the, the underside of the shoe. It actually identifies all of the features and benefits of that shoe um, you know, in motion. Uh, right in front of you and then uh, when you put the shoe down um, and pick up another one uh, it goes through the same exercise and it uh, allows for uh, customers to have all that salient information delivered uh, digitally and physically Um, it really avoids having a sales associate um, navigate this and do the selling Um, on the flip side, it, it, it's a great platform to educate uh, salespeople on what these shoe features are. Because obviously, uh, that clerk working that area, the golf area of the store, may not have been working or may have been working in the jogging section the week before. And if you take two of these shoes up, which I'm going to grab another shoe here, it'll actually give you a side-by-side comparison of both shoes. So there you go. So you have now a side-by-side comparison of both shoes. So the, so the customer can start making comparison. Well, I like these two shoes. What's better for me? And it gives you all of the pertinent information of what the underside. And so that you can easily look at what are the comparables. And is it relatively easy for a retailer to, when they switch out their shoe assortment, to on the back end update the data? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, uh, these shoes have uh, RFID codes embedded into um, little tags, and uh, and then these shoes can be interspersed on this rack. But as a customer picks it up, the computer and the technology knows which shoe that customer picked it up. And so it's very seamless and easy. And the nice thing with digital technology is we can push the content of new shoes, you know, overnight. About a year ago, we did a study for the banking industry on what's the role of virtual reality in banks. And it was some great insights that applied to all retailers. And uh, so let's go walk over to the uh, virtual reality room. I love it. Now we, uh, here we have a headset, Oculus Rift, and we have also a neuroresearch uh, EEG cap. And then in China in uh, January, we tested a new retail concept, a new branch concept. We took consumers to a cafe and we put the Oculus Rift goggles and the EEG uh, sensors and we had them walk through a branch of the future that we had designed. And then we, um, we evaluated the insights, so we went through a series of questions, and then we took the Oculus Rift glasses off, we walked around the corner, and we walked them in the exact same experience, but physical, the real thing. And what was interesting, uh, the insight we got was that there's only a 1% difference in perceptual understanding and input between virtual reality 
and reality. And so if you're a retailer or a bank and you're trying to test a new branch experience and want to get valuable insights, both in cognitive and emotive, um, the combination of uh, neuroscience and virtual reality are an extremely effective tool and obviously cost effective because you don't have to build in the physical world, you know, three different designs. You can actually build those designs in the virtual world. They're almost as real as the world can be, and then you can evaluate them and get input from your customers on which elements of that experience, uh, you know, resonates and which ones create anxiety. For example, in the Jusheng Bank uh, study we did, we found out that we had a, a reception desk um, that was to the left of the entrance, and what we found out was that it was blocking the view to where the tellers were. So it was really important to scale down that uh, reception desk so that sight lines into the branch and where the customer wanted to go uh, was not in, impeded. So some great insights that you wouldn't have gotten uh, in conventional until after you built the branch. Well, that technology talks to one of the biggest movements in retail today, which is agile. So retailers today have, you know, this idea that you it takes two years to build a store of the future and then you test it and it takes another five years to roll it out is a thing of the past. I mean, retailers now need to be nimble and, uh, and, and they're adopting agile processes where you're constantly testing ideas and evolving your platform. And virtual reality is one of those tools that allows you to get into the consumer's mindset and give them a sense of what that experience could be virtually before you actually have to build the space. And so it allows you to speed the process up dramatically. You're seeing a project, we, uh, a skunk work assignment we did we wanted to see what would the branch of the future look like 20 years out when there's no longer uh, hard currency, everything is Bitcoin and everything is mobile enabled. You know, what, what should the banks be doing to um, uh, rethink their uh, channel strategy? And what would that channel strategy look like? And what you're seeing here, what our um, IT uh, manager is doing is he's walking you through uh, one of those models and this is, you know, once you put the headset on, uh, this gets real. I mean, you get a sense of direction. We have, on one of the concepts, we have an elevator you go up. If you, it really gives you the sense of the space and the ability to navigate. Now, the next evolution of this is for us to take a warehouse and to provide geo, uh, geo elements so that you can actually physically walk into the space. So the bank of the future, it looks like it's a place you're going to, there's some tables to sit at. There's some comfy areas to hang out. I don't see any bank vaults or tellers no. or anything. Well, there's no money, so you don't really need those. This is a place that you want people to congregate. Uh, we've in embedded uh, digital technology and digital walls. Uh, as you know, uh, we, oh, uh, LG just launched uh, OLED uh, paper, which is a, uh, credit card thin uh, digital, um, you know, 5K digital screen uh, that um, can be can fit any size. So no longer are we eliminated limited to 55 inch or 65 inch. It's whatever you want the wall to be. As the staff sit down in this beautiful booth, a relaxing environment, they can have comfortable transaction uh, with customers, uh, single customers or families, as we know a lot of millennials bring their families to the bank with them, their father, mother. You're going to change branch. There we go. See, we just changed the bank. By one click, here's the second concept. This one here is uh, for small businesses, and you walk in. It has some of the same elements, but you can see it's a totally different with uh, 
a lounge area with uh, you know comfortable tablets you can read and view see the carpet I mean you can you can almost feel like carpet it's a seminar area it's a place where you can have casual conversations there's a meeting room right behind it with sliding doors so it's very transparent every wall is a digital screen but it's also glass so you can change the surfaces to be digital wherever you want where you know whenever you want or they can be transparent some offices uh, some smaller semi-private offices with curved walls you know, very contemporary, uh, minimalist design. So really the bank of the future, I'm going there to probably finalize a loan or learn about financial services, but I'm not going there every week. Depending on the persona, if you're, if we, uh, and why don't we go to the incubator concept? Uh, if, if you're a bank that's take this, this is uh, what we're showing here is the incubator concept. And the incubator concept is a place where you can rent office space. Uh, there's coaches and counsel, counselors here. Here's where they will help you put together your marketing plan, your business plan, uh, develop their website for you. Uh, you know, this may even be a place where your first 10 employees work out of this space. And, uh, and as you grow, obviously the bank will grow with you and provide you with those support elements. So it's a very different way of looking at banking. It's about creating an ecosystem, not a channel strategy. Um, sure. Okay. All right. So I just put on the headset and now I'm inside the bank branch of the future. And which concept is this? Is this the uh, incubator? Okay. Wow. You're right. It's so much more real <laughs> than just looking at it before we were following you on the screen. And now, oh my gosh. Well, you get the peripheral vision. Oh. If, you, if you want to step a couple steps back. Okay. I'll hold you so it's okay. Okay. So now you can turn completely around if you want to. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and everything now with the goggles is, of course, uh, 3D. Yeah. And, uh, man. So if we think about the iterative design process that you talked about, what is the process like? Let's say I'm a client and I'm, I'm now standing in this virtual bank branch and I say, you know, I love this, but I want that digital screen over here more. Is it a matter of a few um, keystrokes where you can just start moving things around or do you have programmers on the back end that do that? We'd have programmers, but what we would do as we've done here where there's five or four different branch, or five different branch designs, you can walk them through the five very quickly. And if there are elements as part of the design development where the client says, you know, I'm not too sure about that where this screen is located, you know, maybe we need to look at a modular screen system where we have in different locations. We could have built that model as part of the test and so that the client can actually cycle through these different executions very quickly. This is really cool. Okay, I'm going to take these goggles off. This is really impressive. JP wanted to show off some recent work, so we took a stroll from their offices to the flagship location of Boston Pizza. Okay, so we're standing outside the new Boston Pizza. Is it a flagship location? Yeah, flagship location, downtown Toronto, right across from Rogers Center, the heart of where the uh, Blue Jays play. And uh, obviously Boston Pizza is known for its fan experience and uh, a place where you can watch great sports games happening live and uh, they wanted this location had been open for the last 10 years uh, to demonstrate uh, their, their position around the fan and and remain relevant in the marketplace 
And so we were tasked to reinvent this experience that they could then take to other urban centers and also suburban centers and, um, and relaunch the brand. So the innovations that you created here, are they, are they going to be rolled out to the rest of the chain? Yes. A lot of the digital technology, the immersive experience, the teamwork, they're all elements that are being uh, adapted and applied uh, across Canada to and the U.S. and Mexico as part of that customer experience. So when you, uh, when you look at the outside of the restaurant, we create a huge red archway to really um, invite the guests uh, to the restaurant. It allows a, a great frame to uh, showcase the uh, Boston Pizza, the BP icon. What was really important here is that we showcased the patio, which uh, you know is a huge part of restaurants' business uh, in the summertime, you know, all the way to uh, late fall. It adds another hundred seats uh, to the restaurant capacity, but it also signals uh, the excitement because uh, you're watching the game on the outside screens. It's a great way of in in inviting customers in to you know to share in that excitement. On the right-hand side, we have the team room. And that's a segregated area where a sports team can celebrate a win, uh, enjoy themselves. But, it, but it's cordoned off in a way that it doesn't, the noise, the sound, uh, doesn't uh, impact the rest of the restaurant. How do you first say, here's the new things that we want to do? How do you even figure out what you want to do in a, when you're doing a new concept like this? Well, you interview the fans. You really get to understand uh, their needs. And you talk to the operators and what are the challenges. So we went to visit a lot of franchisees and talk to them. We developed um, two different concepts that we then took into consumer research to validate the concepts. And we got clear direction that this concept here, with elements of the other concept, had a lot of play at re reinforcing what made Boston Pizza unique, giving and also responding to some of the needs that they had, like the team room, um, a more distinctive bar experience, uh, better seating and comfort levels. And so that became the foundation for the restaurant design. Welcome to Boston Pizza. Hi. Thank you. We're podcasting. So what was really important is that uh, Boston Pizza has extremely high peak periods where people are waiting 15 to 20 minutes. So it's really important that we create a waiting area that uh, was the f kind of the welcoming mat to the experience. And so what you have here is you have a large identity wall, brag wall that talks about the food and the personality on brick. As you can see, we have a lot of digital in this space. So we have a large quad display digital sign that talks about what's unique uh, about Boston Pizza food. What we found out was the customers didn't realize that the pizzas were made fresh, that uh, all the ingredients are cut daily, that this is not fast food, that this was uh, food prepared with a lot of attention. So it gave um, the weight area a great platform to tell the Boston Pizza story in a way that's compelling, and obviously, I'm getting hungry just looking at these. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I get that pizza. And then right next to us, we've got the team room. As you can see, it's clearly branded. We've got graphics that talk about sports. As you walk past the reception, um, which you see here, you walk over here, is a very immersive bar. You can see the bar is large. It faces, and then you've got access to the patio outside from the bar. And uh, the bar has different zones of seating, so de depending on what level of comfort you want and privacy, it also gives you access to various 
sight lines to the screen. So over here on this wall, we have a gigantic screen that's right now playing an NBA game. So lots of sports activity. And again, you can see our scoreboard and our two digital screens. And then more screens, because what we found out was you've got different sports activities very often happening simultaneously. And although you may want to showcase the football game on the screen, the reality is there's a soccer game going on at the same time, and there may be a baseball game happening at the same time. So this gives really the uh, fans the opportunity of watching different games, and they can sit where they feel the game is the most appropriate, the one they want to watch. No matter where you're sitting down in this restaurant, you're part of the game. You're immersed in that experience with the customers. Uh, it was really important for the bar to showcase all of the multiple brands of beers. Uh, as you know, the, in the olden days, you'd, the tap would have four brands. And now with the growth of microbreweries, you can see the range of uh, both imported and micro and national branded beers. So very clean view because uh, we wanted the screens, uh, the entertainment to be the hero, not the uh, glassware and the visual clutter of, uh, of uh, the different brands. Let's go upstairs and we'll take a look. So these stairs were here. We, uh, we just reconfigured them to be more inviting and more visible. This bar area historically was very quiet. Uh, we've opened up the bar and opened up the walls and then we've created uh, much more um, intimate dining seating here so that if you want to have more intimate meal and the view from up here to passers-by, the sidewalks, fantastic. I mean, you can't get a better view of the downtown core from uh, sitting on these booths and looking at the sidewalk and the sidewalk experience. And right there, I see the digital screen that we saw in, in your yeah. office yeah, with the right. stats on it. The that's cool. Yes, yes. And you can see the uh, graphics on the walls uh, that play, that mimic the uh, play charts uh, for football and hockey. So it really talks to kind of the fun part of the sports and allows fans to be fully immersed in, in the experience when they're having a great meal and great pizza. Restaurants in Canoli, well, their sales are up 30%. As the manager mentioned, this restaurant has become the place to visit when you're downtown Toronto. I learned a lot from spending time with JP, most importantly about this agile design process. Tech tools, they're just not there to look cool. They're part of a faster, iterative design process that allows us to design and test entire virtual environments and see if people like them before we even build them. I think we're so focused on the entertainment value of things like virtual and augmented reality that we don't quite realize how much worth they have in the design process, that behind-the-scenes stuff. I'd love to hear an example of a cool retail environment that you visited recently. Call us on our Where We Buy hotline, and we may use your voice on an upcoming show. The number is 602-633-4061. If you're in New York on December 5th, I would love for you to join me at a panel at the Javits Center at 1 p.m. It's called Retail Reimagined. It's part of the ICSC New York Conference. The panelists are Vincent Ottominelli, who was formerly the head of Salvatore Ferragamo U.S., and Richard Tyson, who's a principal strategy director at Frog, which is a design firm. Seriously, I just got off the phone with these guys. We're planning for the conference. It's going to be the best panel at the event. These guys are awesome. 
As always, if you like this podcast, tell a friend about it. If you want to see more retail research, go to jllretail.com and click on Retail Intelligence. You can subscribe to this podcast, Where We Buy, on iTunes, the Apple iPhone podcast app, Stitcher, many other places. You can also go to wherewebuy.show. Our theme music is Little Lily Swing by Tritachion under Creative Commons license. 